You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Yes, Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Something else that we are looking at in the financial services space is the Post Bank. We got a very interesting conversation uh, or announcement rather from the government saying that they've taken over ownership of the Post Bank from the Post Office. Now, we knew that this was gazetted at some point as part of legislation a while ago and this was in the works. Uh, but it looks as though the government of South Africa is now actively pursuing their uh, state bank objectives. I'm joined on the line by the director at Adenka Capital, Koki Koiman, to take a look at this. Uh, good evening, Koki. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I, 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 I don't even know where to start, right? I mean, you think about state-owned entities, and the first question is, do we need another one? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, the, the mind boggles, and, and to be very frank, it, it, it's a... It's a Let's call it a ridiculous idea when the state has so far proved incapable of of running any organization and now they want to run a bank and they've already had a go at it with a post bank, which was actually only a savings bank and, and ratcheted up a big loss. But, okay, let's go through the process quickly, what's happened. Uh, the problem with the post bank was they have identified that the whole time as, as wanting to own a state bank and, and let's get back to it in why they want that. But... The problem with the post bank is the post office, its holding company, was bankrupt, uh, and and post office didn't have a hundred percent, so they had to transfer it to a bank holding company, which was in the meantime set up, and now that's ready. And now the move to this new bank holding company has been gazetted, or it's been promulgated, and I think 19th February President Ramaphosa signed it, and so it now is a legal, it's a legal holding bank holding company. Um, what they really want to do is post bank was really just a savings bank, uh, but they want to actually change it into not only taking deposits, but also being able to lend and facilitate transactions. Um, and the objective with the lending and transactions is both for uh, the poorer or, or, or the unserved communities or unserved unbankable so-called people in South Africa, of which there are about 6 million, um, and um, then also SMMEs, small, medium enterprises. Uh, the problem here is that you know, those people who, um, who are not banked at the moment earn very little income because they basically uh, are unemployed and live off the state grant. So you're actually creating a bank now <laughs> To lend those people money, and then you, at the interest rates that prevail, you know, you're not doing them a service. But okay, so but so it's that end of the market. And true, that's not a very profitable market segment for the banks. And often the government is more concerned about the rural areas, like let's say from Dorp. Yeah, there isn't a bank branch there. And the banks have been closing branches in smaller places like that. So to, to be able to provide banking services there. And in SMMEs, the objective is to create jobs. But the space is actually very competitive. This this new post bank will compete with Capitec. It will compete with APSA. It will compete on, on the Time Bank. It will compete with Bank Zero on the SMME space if they want to compete in that lower end. So it's very competitive. And the government so far has demonstrated, because remember, you've got to get very skilled people. You've got to get people, attract them from the bank sector. 
then you've got to get systems. Uh, tech is very expensive. You've actually then got to grow a client base. And with the experience so far, why would I go to a post bank, a government-owned post bank, where the service will most probably be poor, and move away from a private sector bank unless at the moment I cannot get credit and then therefore I go. So in other words, it's a higher risk client that the government is going to target and in the end this clients will um, go bankrupt and uh, cause losses for the bank. Yeah, but Koki, it doesn't matter because the bank has now moved, they've effectively moved off of the post office's balance sheet onto the state's balance sheet, similarly to how ESCOM's debt was moved onto the state's balance sheet. So it's a big balance sheet. They can just keep funding it with bailouts. We must just approve the bank, even if the state has proven, as you rightly mentioned, that they have zero um, capabilities in making SOEs profitable. Uh, so, I mean, that's, uh, by the way, I had a very interesting conversation this morning with a, a banker from Argentina and what's happening there. Now, that government is tackling its problems and is doing the opposite of what our government is doing. They refuse to print more money to get inflation down and to get you know, the budget balance. Our government is quite right, as you say, is trying to solve problems with just printing more money. And that means higher inflation, a weaker rand, and the poor actually are the segment of the market always loses the most with higher inflation. Mm. Uh, so, yep, uh, it's, it's, it's ideologically driven. Uh, the <laughs> government wants to earn something which it can give, lend, or it's actually going to give money to people who cannot pay it back and say this is from the government. Yeah. Koki, I, li- I love that you brought up um, the, the government, uh, the the state bank side of it, the printing money side of it, right? So the conversation around sovereignty of the central bank has come up numerous times. I've even written pieces around nationalization of the Saab and how um, it's less about nationalization and more about whether or not the government is capable of running a business. Um, With this particular thing right now, we we spoke about the fact that there's this new um, bank controlling company and the separation of structures and all of that. But what we didn't touch on is the fact that this is not a done deal. The bank still, the, the the new post bank still needs to go and resubmit their section. I think it's a section sixteen application. Um, they still need to get official approval from the Saab um, to be licensed as a bank, regardless of who the owner is. And to do that, we know that the government has struggled in the past with the likes of Itala, which for ten years had an exemption, and now that exemption has been taken away. So, from a Saab perspective and a central bank perspective. How is the central bank going to now be incentivized to issue a new banking license, given the track record of the government, number one? But number two, does this not jeopardize the other banking licenses? I mean, we brag about having some of the best banking infrastructure in the world. And if we recklessly grant banking licenses, does that not jeopardize the quality of that? Spot on, 100%. And my apologies for not (laughs) bringing that part up as well. So you're totally right. Uh, now there's been gazetted in the bank, there's a, officially a bank holding company being, being, and there's actually a bank in, in that, to be able to lend and to then take deposits on that scale, uh, it needs a approval, a bank license from the Saab. And to be able to get that, the new bank or the directors who will be appointed uh, to run this bank and team need to 
put forward a business plan. And this is going to be a quite detailed business plan. So the Saab will look at that. It will look at the quality of the individuals appointed, because um, that's very important for the Saab in terms of also when directors and, and execs are appointed, they vouch them as to whether they've got the required experience and whether you know, they know what they're doing and what their track record. So you're quite right. Before this bank actually will lend any money, a business plan's got to, well, first, people have got to be appointed. Secondly, they've got to put together a business plan. Thirdly, they've got to put that to the Saab, and the Saab has got to approve that. And quite rightly, so far, Saab will be reluctant. We, we know about what happened VSB and other, other cases, and you don't want to actually uh, damage uh, your bank sector with uh, you know, a state-owned bank that does reckless lending. Speaking of uh, reckless lending and um, needing to put together business plans, right? The Post Bank had a loss in the current financial year of two billion rand. I think the post office's loss was somewhere to the tune of nine hundred and seventy-six million rand. Now that these entities are separate and each of them can apply for their own bailouts because the parent company is the state, uh, are we just adding to the list of guys waiting in line for uh, a bailout? Is there is there any indication at this stage that this bank, uh, I know there, it's been stated that the bank is um, fully solvent in that the value of the assets uh, exceed uh, its liabilities even in its current state as a loss. But do we have an idea of what those post-bank assets are and whether or not this is actually the case? One of the assets, a large asset, was a loan to the post office. Oh, so, make it make sense, uh, Koki. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because um, else if you think of it, it's a, it was a saving institution. Mm. It, it can't go bankrupt except, obviously, costs of running the business. But in fact, the liquidity problem was such because the post office couldn't service that debt anymore that the post bank wasn't paying its own obligations in terms of, of tax, in terms of pension fund, in terms of medical aid of the employees. Uh, so there's, there's, I, I recall end of last year that the total rescue of post office and the bank itself was 3.5 billion rand that the government needed to cough up. That just get us to square one. Now the new bank for Saab to approve the plan will need to be capitalized as well. And well, that depends on how big its lending yes. plans are. So we're talking about 5 billion rand, let's say, that needs to be put forward by the government, which will just get, get onto the, the debt level. And remember, we're keeping closer and closer to the 80% debt-to-GDP ratio, which means that our interest bill in the budget, and it'll be interesting with the budget next week, the interest bill in the budget will be increasing consistently. And, you know, what, what Minister of Finance projections going to be in terms of the debt and then the interest on the debt. But this certainly adds to the government's debt level and the interest bill that needs to be paid. I'd completely forgotten about the bank capitalization requirements, of course. So effectively what we're saying here, Koki, is that before the bank begins to lend and begins to operate, um, we need to clear through whatever debt there exists there. We need to capitalize the bank, so we need to put down a whole lot of money, money that we have been told repeatedly we don't have for other businesses and other SOEs, and that's before we can begin operating the bank. Uh, and that's before we even think of a national health ins- uh, care as well. So there's a lot of competing players all asking for money. We need money for, for SARS, we, uh, for uh, the railways, for harbors. For, yeah, so I, I, if, if you ask me, what do you put the probability of, of this bank ever seeing the light and operating? I would say very, very low.
yeah, there's just not enough capital for it. I, I want to be I want to be optimistic. I want to be patriotic. But again, as you said at the start of the conversation, Koki, the government has proven time and time again that their ability on or their ability to manage state-owned entities leaves much to be desired. But we'll have to leave it at that. I wish we could continue this conversation uh, because it is an interesting one and it is a relevant one where it relates to uh, the future of South Africa, effectively. Uh, but we'll leave it at that. That's Koki Koiman, who is the director at Denka Capital, uh, sharing his thoughts on the recent acquisition by the government of the post bank from the post office you've been listening to another moneyweb safm market update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. for more moneyweb podcasts go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow moneyweb news for daily updates